The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. Uh, well, it is uh, it's great to be back with you all today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we had a, a crew of us from this church and, and a couple of our, our brothers and sisters in, in area churches uh, on a mission trip down in Costa Rica. And I was blessed to be a part of that, and we just got back last night, so I got into my house about 1130, uh, wrote my sermon throughout the night, and I'm just kidding, I got done before then. Um, barely, barely. But uh, anyways, and so we're, we're just glad to be back with y'all and, and back here in uh, the great state of Texas. Uh, and we'll, we'll tell you more about that trip next week. We're going to you know, pull together some slides and some stories and that sort of thing. Uh, but if you get a chance, you can uh, ask anyone that was on that trip this week. If you were there, if you just raise your hand real quick. Um, so if you want to ask any of the folks raising their hands, they'll be happy to tell you stories about uh, what we saw God doing down there with our brothers and sisters in Costa Rica. But there'll be more next week, too. This week, we're starting a new series. Uh, it's called Acts Stories. We pull that bad boy up. And, uh, and what we're doing this summer is, is we're looking at stories from our churches. And so for those of you who don't know, uh, the name of our church is Acts, and it's actually an acronym uh, that is our values. So A is for adventure, C, community, T, transformation, S, sending. So those are our values as a church. And so each week we're going to look at one of those values, and we're going to see how someone or a family in our church embodies that particular value. And so we just want to see what that looks like. So that these aren't just words to us that we say, oh yeah, we value adventure. Well, what does that actually look like? like what, do you, what do you mean by that? And so this is what we want to spend our time doing for the next few weeks, is seeing what does it mean to live into what we say we value. And, and so, like I said, the, the first one today is going to be adventure. And i got to tell you, whenever I explain to people uh, that the name of our church is an acronym, and I say, yeah, our first value is adventure, I was like, what? Like, like why is that a part of a church? Like, what does, that, what does that even mean that a church values adventure? I haven't said anything bad yet. Um, <laughs> right? What, what does that mean? And, uh, and, and so we're, we're going to look at that today, and to kind of help us wrap our minds around that, I want to share a, a brief story uh, from this past week. So on Friday was kind of our, our free day in Costa Rica. We'd spent the week there working, and then Friday was our, our fun day where we get to just, you know, it's a beautiful country, and so we get to just take part in that. And there was a, a crew of us that went whitewater rafting. And uh, I don't know if you've ever gone whitewater rafting, uh, but it's, it's a pretty unique gig, right? Because what you do is you start off, and it's just a totally regular river, right? Like you're just, you're, you're floating along and it's normal and things seem calm. And then all of a sudden, right, you're in the rapids and it's just crazy and you lose complete control of your body and you start walking towards the light and you begin to huddle up as a group and sing Amazing Grace and get ready to enter your watery grave, right? Like, and then all of a sudden the rapid ends and it's just smooth sailing again, right? It's just calm for like just a pretty long period of time until the next rapid and things go crazy again. And so as our group had, had gone through a few rapids, we were just talking about the experience. And uh, one particular member of our group, uh, Skip, who we're blessed to have worship with us this morning, uh, really summarized whitewater rafting in, I think, a very uh, perfect sentence. He said this. He said, whitewater rafting is like long stretches of boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. <laughs> now, I love that definition, Right? Long stretches of boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. And uh, as we were in the midst of a long stretch of boredom, uh, I, was, I was thinking about what Skip said, and, and I, was, I was thinking through, and I was like, I wonder if that's how a lot of people experience life. If that's how a lot of people go through life, that it's long stretches of boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. 
that people look at life and they say, listen, the, the end goal in life is to just kind of coast, to be as comfortable as possible, to avoid as much suffering as possible and just sort of float on through the river. And of course, we know that there's going to be trials, there's going to be hard times in life, and so, so of course there's going to be rapids, there's going to be these moments of extreme terror, but then let's get ourselves back on and let's just float along, let's, let's let life sort of happen to us. That life is long stretches of boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. Is that what it is? Is that what life is about? Or are we made for more? Are we made for more? Well, it is the contention of this church that we are made for more. That we aren't just meant to let life happen to us, but we're meant to happen to life. That we live for something bigger. That we take risks. That we grab hold of life that is truly life. That we go big or we go home, baby. That's what it's about. In other words, we as a church, we value adventure. We value adventure. And some may say, well, that's, that's all well and good, Gabe. Okay, value adventure, that's cool. Sounds like a nice way to start a, a pep talk or a self-help book or something. But, but what does that have to do with like, actually living the Christian life? Like, Where in the Bible does it talk about valuing adventure? Well, there's a few places, but one that's particularly inspiring to me is the text that we read for today in Luke chapter 10. Uh, so if you have your Bible with me, uh, we're just going to look at the first couple of verses right now. Luke 10, it says this. I actually won't have them on the screen today, sorry. Uh, so you actually have to use your Bibles. Um, just do that more often. It's good. Okay, anyways. Uh, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into this harvest. All right, so Jesus sends out 72 of his followers to proclaim and demonstrate the nearness of the kingdom of God. So he sends them out on a mission as his workers into the harvest field that is the world. That's what he's saying here. Now, what's going on here, though, is more than meets the eye. It's actually the beginning of an adventure. See, Jesus, what he's done in this, this text is he's just expanded the mission beyond what anyone at that time would have guessed he was going to do. He just expanded the mission beyond what they ever would have imagined. See, the chapter before this, Luke 9, Jesus sends out his 12 apostles, right? Those are his, his closest guys. Apostle literally means sent one, right? So he, he sends out the sent ones, and, and he sends them out specifically to the people of Israel, the people of God in the Old Testament, and that makes sense. It's kind of cool, right? There's 12 tribes of Israel, and Jesus sends out 12 apostles. And so it makes sense that he'd send them out to say, hey, the kingdom of God has come for you guys. The, the, the Messiah is here. The Jewish Messiah who they'd been waiting for, the person of Jesus Christ, is here. And so they go out to the people of Israel and say, the kingdom of God is near. And see, for the apostles, they're thinking, it's just about us. Like our people, the kingdom of God is finally here for us. We're going to crush everyone else. Thank goodness the Messiah is here. Game on. And so what happens actually later on in chapter 9 is they walk through a Samaritan village, a non-Jewish village, and the Samaritans there reject them, and they say, hey, get out of here with this stuff. We don't believe in you. We don't believe Jesus. Get out of here. And so as they walk out of this city, uh, two of the apostles go up to Jesus, and they say, hey, Jesus, you want us to call down fire on those guys? They actually say, call down fire on them, give them some glimpse of the kingdom of God, some force there. And Jesus, it says, rebukes them. He rebukes them. He says, no, we're not going to do that. 
And then he talks to his followers about the cost of following him. And then immediately after that, he sends out the 72 disciples to proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, why 72? Why is that important? See, just like there's 12 apostles and 12 tribes of Israel, and so that's who they went to, surrounding the nation of Israel at this time were 72 Gentile nations. And so Jesus specifically picks 72 people to go to these 72 Gentile nations and say, listen, this message about the kingdom of God is not just for this select group of people. This message about the kingdom of God is for everybody everywhere. It's not just one culture that gets it. It's everybody that gets to enter into God's healing, rule, and reign. You see, the kingdom of God is not just for the select few. We're cool? We good? I know that's right. Okay? So here, Jesus expands the mission of his followers, and the adventure begins. And so let me say this. The same is true for us. That if you get that, if you get what I just said, that the kingdom of God, the healing rule and reign of God, is for every single person, and that you're sent by Jesus to proclaim and demonstrate that to the world, if you get that, you're sent on an adventure. Life ceases to be long stretches of boredom punctuated by extreme moments of terror. And instead, it becomes an incredible adventure of following Jesus where he leads. And so this is going to look a little different for each one of us. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But this morning, I want us to look at the adventure of one young lady who's part of our church. Uh, Katie Evans is uh, the director of Acts of Love which is our early child care uh, education center, and it's for, for teen moms and, uh, for the, who are trying to graduate school and raise a baby. And so we're trying to offer a free child care center for them, and, and Katie's the director of it. And we've got a bunch of updates on that that we'll get to in a little bit here. But our goal is to launch it this August. We started plotting it over a year ago. Uh, and so I just want you all to get a, a fuller picture of Katie's story of adventure right now. And so we're just going to check that out uh, with this video here real quick. something there for me to do as well, like God wouldn't send us there with, for me to have nothing to do. And then when you guys introduced this idea of forming a daycare specifically for teen moms, I'll be honest with you, my heart like melted. When you called Tanner, and I was, I remember I was sitting on the bed, and he was in the living room, and he got the phone, and he's like, we're going to Austin, and you're going to be at a daycare, and I was like, oh my gosh! 
So I remember just being overwhelmed by the heart of the project and the idea behind it. And now a year in, seeing it grow and we're almost about to open, like, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. I don't know, to be honest, like, the challenge of it really scared me up front. I am in no way qualified to open a daycare. But that for whatever reason, you guys saw something in me and God put that together. Um, and just kind of was like a thing where I realized it wasn't about me, it wasn't about you, it was about what God was doing in Leander and doing for these girls and doing for these babies. And it's just, if I, if I had to imagine being in their situation and not having this opportunity, like, I don't know how to function. And so just, like, how could you not help them? It's kind of like where I landed with it. So I just had to. It seemed like the right thing to do, and then at the end of the day, I just, it had to be done. And God was going to do it. Either way, God's going to make it happen, and the fact that he chose me to be part of it and chose Axe to be part of it, like, how can we not commit to it? God's never failed to provide me exactly what I needed. He, either if it, if it was a job, if it was money, if it was... Um, just like extra reassurance or like a smile from someone someday like he's never failed to provide exactly what I needed So when I was given the opportunity to help provide something for people in need like That just wasn't even a question. Of course God's gonna make it happen. Of course Acts of love is gonna happen. Of course we'd be able to love these moms and these babies um, Kind of a cool story is when my grandfather passed away. He passed away when I was eight. He died of leukemia when he passed away my mom said, if you find a penny on the ground, it means dad, it means granddaddy and God are watching over you. Just kind of like a silly little thing until an eight-year-old to get her through it. So I didn't really think about it much at first, but then we started like getting pennies in weird ways. Like, this is for real. My mom was driving to work one day and she had eaten cereal and had the empty cereal bowl in the passenger seat next to her. She's in traffic. She hears a clink and she looks over and there's a penny in the bowl. Like just crazy things. And once like I was just being a typical dramatic teenager and uh, like frustrated with whatever had happened in school that day. And like I went on a bike ride to just get my aggression out. And I was like, had my hand at this. And I was like, God, I'm not testing you. I'm not testing you. But I know you can do it. Just put a penny in that hand. I know you can do it. And later that night I was at Payway and my fortune was... Um, something like big adventures begin with a single penny and it was like in that hand as I read it so it wasn't a physical penny but it was still like the way God intertwined it like even when I was so needy for attention and so needy for love and like God just send me a penny like show me that you're still there that you still care he did it like and so at that point I was just like there's nothing he can't do I need to just like stop asking for all these signs and trust that he's there trust he's going to provide so even like every single penny God provides so like I guess to bring it back, the opportunity to provide something for someone else just isn't even a question. Of course I want to do it, because God's given me everything I need, so if he's given me the power to help other people, why would I hold that back? My biggest dreams is that what is going to be the church building will eventually all be a daycare. That we'll just take it over, okay? <laughs> and then want the outside to be this like paradise of grass and flowers and things you can climb on and things you can dig and get dirty and muddy and a mud kitchen and play with cars in the dirt and I want the inside to be like so magical and 
beautiful paintings on the walls and babies just run around loving everything and they play with stuff and I want a staff that that has devotions together in the morning, that prays together in the morning, that's praying with babies throughout the afternoon, that's singing songs about Jesus, sharing God's love, and that are happy to be there. And I want moms to walk in that door and say, this is what love is. This is love. This is showing love to my baby. This is showing love to me. This is showing love to our community. Um, and I want them to feel that the minute they walk in. And I want them to be empowered to go out into the community and see something that needs to be changed and change it. I think my biggest thing in this whole project is I don't want to belittle these moms at all. I don't want it to look like a pity party that we're throwing for them or like, oh, you poor thing, let me help you raise that baby. That's not what this is. This is empowering moms to change, to be the change in their community, to change their lives for the better, to make sure that they're building a foundation that is bright and solid for their baby and for their futures. And I want to see them just have an outlook on life that says like, Everything might not go exactly according to plan, but it doesn't mean that God's not going to work. And that doesn't mean that there's not love to give and room to grow. And I want them to be able to see things that in, the, in their community that they want to change and be able to change it. Katie to come up front here and we're just going to ask her a few questions. Um, I guess say thanks for putting that video together except for the last 10 seconds. <laughs> Katie Evans, here you are. Uh, so first of all, as we just get started on this idea of adventure, um, I want to first of all just give an update on where the adventure of starting this center is at. So if you can just fill folks in that we've been a part of this, we've been in the midst of a, a, a crowdfunding campaign uh, for the last 30 days. How did we land? How did we do in terms of funding this daycare with the crowdfunding campaign? So we needed to raise at least $10,000 to meet our goal. And you guys went way over that. We are somewhere in the neighborhood of $14,500. So that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um, that's awesome, and that's, that's cool to see. Well, so Katie, you, you mentioned there, you're like, so I'm in no way qualified to run a daycare, right? You're 24, just a, a wee little thing, um, and, and here you are starting this, this whole process together. What, what has been the hardest part for you about depending upon God in the midst of this adventure? Um, the hardest part, I actually said it in the video, is not things not going according to my plan. You can ask Tanner. I'm a big planner, and he tries on purpose to screw it up just to make me mad. <laughs> um, so I think the hardest part is just like I, I have a plan or see a plan, and then um, things happen that change that plan for the better or the worse and just have to roll with it. So I think that's my hardest part is just like 
being like, okay, I'm not in charge here, and just letting that go. Okay, so just like trusting God's plan over your own has yes. been a lesson you've yes. learned in this one. Okay, very cool, very cool. Uh, so as, you, as you've been about this adventure, though, what's been the greatest blessing? What's been the coolest thing you've seen happen? Um, or what's been the greatest blessing for you personally in the midst of this so far? Okay, there's two. Okay. The greatest thing personally is just, it's just an honor to be able to serve in this role and to help see this project grow and build and come to life and to see it from like the very beginning little seeds of an idea and to now we have a building and money and supporters and people who I get emails every day how can I volunteer what do you need I have some old high chairs in my garage do you want them like I get just emails all the time and then that's kind of like the second part too is just people from all over the United States have been donating money have been sending supplies have been sending prayers so it's this is more than just Acts Church Leander it's more than Leander it's more than Texas like there are people from at least every state who have been praying for us, giving to us financially, giving to us, giving items to us, um, wanting to help. So that's been really cool just to see how this little project for eight babies is literally taking over the country. Awesome. So as you've been, depending upon God, going on this adventure, you've seen him sort of bless you by surrounding you with people that are saying, hey, we want to be a part of this adventure. That's inspiring. That's something that, that we believe in. Um, actually, and my, my favorite part so far has been we actually got an email from an Elvis impersonator who was like, if there's any way I can use my skills, we're like, we'll find something, man. I'm not sure what, but that's awesome. Elvis in concert. Yeah, we're pro, pro Elvis here. Um, anyways, finally, let me just ask you one more question before we let you go. Uh, as, as you've kind of taken this leap and, and you're taking these big steps and, and, and taking big risks here, what, what advice do you have for, for your brothers and sisters here on, on the adventure of following Jesus? What what words of wisdom can we, can we gain from you, Miss Katie Evans? The adventure that Jesus has planned for you is far more exciting than anything you could create. And I think that's what I've learned in my short 24 years of life. Um, as soon as I let my plans go and let my own thoughts go and just said, okay, show me what to do next, then... It's just been so incredible and so exciting. And so, oh, I'm getting all teary-eyed. <laughs> it's just, it's an honor to be part of this project. And it's bigger than us. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. Um, it's bigger than Leander, like I said. And so the adventure God has planned for you is worlds bigger than anything that you could ever imagine or create on your own. Awesome. Cool. Can we say thanks to Katie for, for being up here? We'll just leave them. It's cool. It's cool. You take it. We're a really professional church. Um, awesome. Well, thanks, Katie. And let me just wrap us up here real quick. Uh, I just, I love hearing from Katie. And I love hearing her heart for, for this adventure, for this mission that God has her on right now. Uh, but I think one of the questions becomes like, well, well, what does that have to do with me? Like, I'm sitting here, Gabe, watch your little video, heard your interview with Katie, but like, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's not what God has in line for me, and that's fine. Uh, but here's one thing that I want to point out from her story that I think is universally true for all of us. That as we go about the adventure of following Jesus, I don't know if you caught this, it's kind of a theme in her story, is it's dependence upon God. It's complete and utter dependence upon Him, just leaning on Him. And see, this is what we see Jesus do as He sends out the 72. If, if we can pull that up, we got verses 3 and 4. He says this to the 72. He says, Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. 
carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Now, I love this. You've got to love Jesus' pep talk here, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to send you guys out there. By the way, you're going to be devoured. Okay? You're going out as, as sheep in the midst of wolves, and if you thought you were going to bring something along to help you out because of that, sorry, don't do it. Good luck. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Thank you. All right, off you go, right? Why does Jesus do that? Like, what is that about? Why does he tell him not to take anything? He says, you're going to get eaten, and don't take anything to protect yourself. Why does he do that? Because he wants to teach his disciples to depend completely on God. It's not about them depending on themselves or their resources. But as they go about their, this adventure, it's about total dependence on God. And see, the same is true for you. That you may not be called to do what Katie's doing. But God's sending you out on an adventure. That there's an adventure of following Jesus for you. And living into that takes complete dependence on God. And so for some of you, that adventure may be helping our church plant two more churches in the next year. For some of you, it may just be participating in a sending weekend or serving on a Sunday or just taking that next step within our church. For some of you, it could have nothing to do with our church in particular, but maybe the adventure God has for you is to take the risk and love that person. It's to, to have courage and forgive that person who wronged you. It's to, to have strength and go forward and serve your neighbor in need. I don't know, whatever it is, God has an adventure for you and it requires dependence on him. And for some of you, you may need to just take that first step in the adventure. And that's where you say, I'm not going to depend on my strength. I'm not going to depend on my morality. I'm not going to depend on my values. I'm not going to depend on my ideology. I'm not going to depend on my intelligence. I'm going to abandon all of that and throw myself completely into the hands of God. And see, here's the thing. Whether you need to take that first step in the adventure of following Jesus, or whether you're figuring out what that next step is for you, all of that requires trust. Requires trust in God. And we say, well, how can I know that I can trust God? How can I know that I can be completely dependent upon Him in the midst of this adventure? How can you know that? You can know that if you've seen what He's done for you. You can know that if you've seen what He's done for you. See, the message of the Gospel is that Jesus is God in the flesh. That he left the comforts of heaven, was born as a baby, that he's the fullness of God in human form. And in this life on earth, he had many adventures, that he went to those who were sick and contagious, and he touched them, and they were healed. And he faced down demons, and he sent them back to hell. And he challenged the powers that be that oppressed the poor and the marginalized. And he entered into storms and he calmed them. But ultimately, all of that led Jesus to the cross. Where he faced the cruelty of humanity. And the wrath of God. And the powers of hell. And on the cross, he endured the worst of human suffering. And he was abandoned by his father. And as he died, he watched evil laugh in his face. And he did all of that for you. He did all of that for you. So that he could be with you in the midst of your suffering. So that the Father would never, ever, ever, ever abandon you. So that the evil one would have no power over you. See, when you get all that Jesus has already done for you, 
it only makes sense that you'd completely depend on him in whatever adventure he has for you. And so what does that look like? You say, Gabe, that sounds well and good, but what does it look like to actually practice that in daily life? Uh, Well, even while in Costa Rica, uh, we heard about the horrific events that happened in Charleston this last week, where a young white man entered uh, a majority black congregation and opened fire on the congregants there and killed nine of them. And I don't know if you saw this, but but during their, their Bible study, their Wednesday night Bible study, the people at this church had the opportunity to address this man, this young kid who killed their loved ones, who killed mothers and sons and grandmothers, members of their congregation. They had an opportunity to speak to him, to say whatever they wanted to him. You know what they did? They forgave him. They forgave him. One by one, they looked in the screen and they spoke words of forgiveness to this kid. There's, my favorite was this one lady invited him to their Bible study. Oh, man. How do you do it? Like, talk about adventure. Talk about risk. Talk about vulnerability. Like, like, how do you do that? How do you become that sort of person where you face someone who did the absolute worst thing they could do to you and your response to them is love and grace? Where does that sort of courage come from? Where does that boldness come from? Can I tell you, our brothers and sisters in Charleston know something. They know Jesus Christ. They've seen what he's done for them. And see, it's only in light of that that they were able to take this incredible leap. They're not just nice people. They're people whose lives have been transformed by the gospel of Jesus. And it's only because of that that they're able to love and forgive even the worst of foes. And so my prayer for you this week is that the grace of Jesus would be that real to you. That you'd be able to follow him on whatever adventure he has for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this life is not long stretches of boredom punctuated by moments of extreme terror. But it's a life in which we're invited to follow where you lead. Where we're invited to demonstrate and proclaim the good news that you have come, that you live and you reign forever. Lord, give us the strength and the boldness to do that in each of our lives. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.